This is the Perfect Puppy Podcast with Miriam Pollard, walking you through all the steps you need to train the perfect puppy for your lifestyle. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Perfect Puppy Podcast. In this week's episode, I want to talk to you about eight mistakes that I made when Tiggy was a young puppy. Now, don't get me wrong, and I really want to make this clear, that I really, really don't regret these mistakes because I wouldn't be the trainer that I am today. She's built my confidence, I've built her confidence, I probably wouldn't even be a dog handler and she wouldn't be a drug detection dog without me making these mistakes. Not only that has really made me see just how far we have come and improved whereas if she was perfect before because I didn't have the resources that I have now and the knowledge I probably just wouldn't have done any of the stuff that I'm doing now and you know met the people that I've met so yeah I really really don't regret them but anyway I still want to walk you through eight mistakes that I made that I probably won't be making with the next one. Obviously, when you're learning, you're always gonna make mistakes. Mistakes aren't mistakes, they're lessons. So if you change your perspective of those mistakes and having the right knowledge is definitely, definitely key. So the first mistake that I made, and this was from Day Dot, and that is socializing her incorrectly. Yeah, I, I didn't socialize her correctly at all. I didn't advocate for her. I was a dog walker when she was a puppy. So her whole life was just dogs. So she was basically in daycare every day. And not only that, because I didn't socialize her correctly, I didn't expose her to different things. So she was quite unconfident in different environments. And unless she was in drive, she just couldn't cope, especially around dogs. She would either go straight into drive or would just be very, very unconfident. But also that, like I said, not exposing her to really strange things like different sounds, putting her on weird boxes. Um, Like I would sometimes drop something and she would get really nervous. And so all these different things that, okay, we might go, well, it's not a big deal, but to them it is. Remember, dogs learn by association and not only that, because of their genetic predispositions some are way more sensitive than others so just keep in mind that oh okay maybe it isn't a big deal for you but it's gonna be huge for them and then not only that I didn't handle her enough I remember being told by I think it was a gun dog trainer actually to handle her paws and that sort of thing so I was doing that but unfortunately she got a paw injury quite young and then she got another paw injury so both her front paws were really damaged and she got cuddles all over them and that sort of thing I I can't actually remember it now but anyway she she had a very negative association to her paws being handled so I didn't take the time to handle them correctly straight after because I just didn't know now her paws are absolutely fine and she she's amazing with her paws now she can you know give me her paws I can fiddle with them she's a little bit nervous getting her nails cut but overall she can put her paws or anything whereas she wouldn't even put her paws on a wall like that's how nervous she was so yeah doing that straight away and things like taking her to the vets now don't get me wrong and I even went to see um one of my 
trainers or I guess like almost mentors about this and he said well if you're not going to go to the vet every day and condition it properly is it really a big deal because at the end of the day I'm only going to be going to the vet when she's in pain so is it really worth my time keep going to the vet every single day especially during COVID at the moment or lockdown they're (laughs) they're not open or like they're only open for appointment so it's gonna have to cost me like 100 pound to go there is it really worth my time and like I said you know every time I'm going there she's gonna be in pain anyway so is it really worth my time I mean it's not that she can't walk past it she's absolutely fine however that is because I can control her now you might have a very scared or reactive German Shepherd, for example. And although, yes, okay, this is the perfect puppy podcast, you know, I don't know what dog you have. You might have an older one or you might have a puppy with a Shepherd. One of my friends has that. And getting them accustomed and neutral around the vets is a huge goal for them. Which then also leads me to my next point, which is I didn't have a very, very clear goal for her. I was sort of just doing what I feel like and I would get kind of frustrated because in doing that, I was very inconsistent. So I always say because it's so important to have a clear goal, it's so important to have a clear destination. And although, okay, fair enough, you might have gotten a puppy or in my case I did and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna learn dog training. But I was sort of just taking bits and bobs and figuring it out and I didn't have a clear goal and when I got very very clear on my goal I saw results because I was then able to be consistent with for example my commands my timing and everything else because I was focused on a just a few steps before getting to the more advanced stuff whereas before like for example having a recall I was trying to do tricks and like all these you know, frustration and barking and that sort of stuff. And really, I wasn't getting my priorities straight. I think, I think, yeah, that's it. It's like, it's not necessarily like a clear goal because you might not necessarily have one. But being consistent and knowing what you at least want and getting the foundations right is very, very, very important. My third point is mindset. So my mindset with Chiggy was very, very, very all over the place. I had, when I was getting her, I was so excited and I love her, don't get me wrong, and I loved her back then as well. But because, you know, I socialized her incorrectly and I didn't have a clear goal on her, it was very messy. Our relationship was very, very, very messy. And when she was a puppy, I'm trying to think, so I got her at the end of August, so let's say September, by November, so two months later, so she was about almost five months, I want to say. Yeah, just under five months. So four and a half months, five months. I went on a grooming course for an entire month. And that was 25 days. That was five days a week for five weeks. And all my training that I did do, her desire to be with me, not that I had much... But her, yeah, her engagement went down drastically. Now, don't get me wrong, I actually didn't know what I knew now. So I didn't know what engagement was. However, 
I did know that she didn't really want to be with me and she wouldn't come back whatsoever but would come back to my mum and that's totally fine because my mum was with her for most of those times but it was very very frustrating and not only that I'd feel very disheartened because nothing was going to plan, I wasn't enjoying her and in all these negative emotions I didn't have any hope, which eventually, you know, all these points almost go down into one big, one big point, basically, but I've broken them down. But yeah, I just didn't have hope. At this point, her behavior was terrible. She didn't have a recall. She, her her around dogs was just a headache. She, she was pulling. It was just, and now don't get me wrong, she wasn't that bad. Like I said, you know, she wasn't a 45 kilo German Shepherd that was just dragging me on my ass all the time however she was very very frustrating and I was coming home so much going you know basically crying going I cannot walk this dog anymore and I didn't have hope that this dog was going to get any better and then not only did I not have hope but I was basically giving up before I had barely started so in February last year well like the beginning of February last year, and it was just before lockdown, I had joined an an amazing academy. And it was an online academy to get better. I I wanted to improve and I wanted to be a trainer, but I realized that I needed to get her better first. And it was a bit disheartening in a way, not because I didn't agree but it was disheartening because I was like oh, okay how am how am I gonna get this dog better I remember like a year before I got Tiggy I really just wanted this like I don't know a border collie that's gonna you know just walk around and be off lead and just be happy and listen to my every word and just want to play ball all that sort of thing I pretty much have that now <laughs> but um back then you know I, I didn't have a clue how it was and I saw these, you know, a few of these dogs who were just naturally off lead. And I was like, oh, I just want a natural off lead dog. And it certainly doesn't come naturally. If someone does say it is, they're the exception, not the rule. But to be able to have your dog reliably off lead regardless, it takes a long, 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 long time. And a lot of consistency, a lot of hard work, and a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, basically. But yeah, so I joined the academy in February. And by that point, I was still dog walking. So I was dog walking quite a bit. I I can't remember my first time that I had walked, but it, it felt quiet, I think. And then, so I was in the, the academy and then lockdown hit. And I went from, I don't know, 20, like 15 clients, let's say, 10 or probably about eight were regulars and I went to two and yeah so my entire business just flopped which was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because I wouldn't again I wouldn't be where I am today without it but yeah it flopped and yeah so I had two clients one was a very very challenging dog who didn't have a recall and a lot of bad habits oh my god so many bad habits and I really generally just didn't know what to do with this dog but anyway so I was still having Tiggy around and it just 
having the two dogs and me just not liking walking the dog basically because of how challenging the dog was I was feeling very like frustrated and almost a I can't be asked anymore so I was already giving up before I had barely started you know this was April I had joined February so I had March so basically I was like two months in and I was like oh I I can't be asked anymore and it was like what looking back at it I was like wait what how can you even think about giving up after only two months when you know the problems were severe it's not going to happen overnight but it's almost like that's what I wanted I wasn't enjoying walking her and I wanted to enjoy walking her so come on please 24 hours so yeah that was basically it and I had to really really sort my mindset out and realize that I needed to take it slow and which then basically leads me on to my next point the fourth point and that is don't rush the foundations and that is why my mindset really affected this because I wanted these advanced you know behaviors and I wanted to off lead and recall and this that and the other not barking ignoring dogs but I couldn't have that without the foundations that's why my perfect puppy program is perfect because okay sure we're not going to be doing sit down stand and recall off lead and emergency downs however I teach you the foundations and nothing nothing beats the foundations I don't care what anyone says without engagement without correct socialization and without the most important foundations you can't have anything today on a session Tiggy was in a down and during the down they were all like wow she's amazing she's amazing and it was like yeah okay she is amazing and even though that she broke her um broke her down at one point I said no one has seen the foundations the hard work the blood sweat and tears that have gone into just creating this dog that can down you know it has not been easy okay great she's not as hard as other dogs but she has been so challenging and she has challenged me as a trainer which is absolutely incredible but that is why my mindset was so negative because I wanted advanced without the foundations you know you can't build a wall I wanted to build the six feet wall without the first layer of bricks then the second layer of bricks it just was not going to happen so I sorted out my mindset I focused purely on the foundations and I took every day as it comes if I was going to focus on loosely walking, I would just focus on that and I would get a win. I would make it short, sweet, and I wanted it happy because not only... The thing is, is Tiki knew how to do it. Once she knew how to do it, she she was fine. It was her translating it when I wasn't in the biggest mood. That was, I think, the biggest problem because I was always in a pretty negative state because, again, I was rushing the foundations. And once the foundations were solid, then I could enjoy her. And yes, okay, it took eight months, but it was, I made it as enjoyable as I can be. When I joined this academy, she was about eight months old. And yeah, okay, great, she's two now, but I also rushed it when she was a tiny, tiny puppy. I was trying to do like downstays and she was like three months old. And now I'm like, actually, why didn't I just let her be a puppy? My 
next point, which again, it all kind of entwines into each other, and that is off leashed way too soon, and I didn't set her up for success. So from pretty much from the day dot, I had her on a long line because I was a bit nervous, and then somebody was like, okay, just let her off, let her play with dogs, and I was like, brilliant, okay, great. And you know what? It, it didn't benefit her. It was mainly for me. I was meeting people and I liked it because I liked talking to people and I also liked building up my business. And she just got pushed aside. And she, one, she was the absolute worst testimonial you could ever have because I'd go, yeah, she's mine. And everyone would like look at me like a mental because I was, <laughs> you know, um, she was a, you know, she wasn't a great dog. She played absolutely terribly and she was off lead way too soon I could not get her back at all and you know I was meeting up with some friends when she was kind of getting better and I had to stop because she ran away and that's when I had the biggest moment of oh my god I cannot again going back to my last point is do not rush the foundations dogs should not be off lead for a good I'd say the first year of its life. Now, obviously, if you know what you're doing, then great. But if you know what you're doing, I don't think you're going to be listening to this podcast. But if you know what you're doing, then great. Okay, you don't need your puppy on a long line straight away. However, for the average new puppy owner, which is, you know, that is my audience... You, you guys, you can't have your puppy off leash too soon because you don't know about timing. Or if you do, then you need a lot of improvement. Not repeating commands, being consistent and that sort of thing. And also just in general, like, our lives aren't perfect. So we can't expect perfection from a tiny little puppy. And it's just easier to be able to physically hold them. Now, that's not to say, like, it has to be a great big thick long long line like it can be really light and just clip it onto like a harness or a lead or something like that but I really do think that if you are not experiencing you don't know what to look for then yeah you should not have your puppy off leash and Tiki was off leash way too soon and because of this I didn't set her up for success so I I constantly set her up for failure and why Uh, again going back to that mindset these were the little things that were contributing to my negative mindset and mindset is a huge thing in dog training you know it's the your biggest enemy you know I say okay your biggest struggle is going to be off these dogs or this and the other or maybe his resource guarding or something but actually no it's your mindset because all these things you can deal with you know you might have five minutes or even like five hours of problems but they're gonna they're gonna be lessons yeah okay mistakes remember they're lessons so yeah okay you set them up for failure you went to the wrong park and all hell broke loose and oh okay I made the mistake great well now you know you've you've learned not to do that again or take the necessary steps beforehand so you know that you're not setting them up for failure but I let her off way too soon and probably my I want to say my biggest regret but like I said I don't regret it because I wouldn't have learnt the importance of being on a long line or getting the foundations in if I didn't make these mistakes and I think that's what makes makes the program that I offer so valuable because I've been where you are have been 
or you don't want to be in you know you've either been there and you want it solved or you've got a tiny eight week old puppy and you don't want to be in the position that I was in so I can help you prevent all these because I know the solution but I also know the answer to prevention like I always say setting them up for success and prevention is better than cure my two absolute favorite sayings now my next point which then again entwines with my last point of setting them up for success is I didn't crate train oh my god Tiggy chewed up thousands and thousands of pounds worth of stuff but not only that it's not even about the money you know it doesn't even who cares that she chewed up shoes she could have been eating onions garlics and really poisonous stuff she could have died you know let's let's take the moment of okay oh she chewed up two thousand pounds worth of gucci shoes not that i have any but let's say for example great she's chewed up a hundred pound worth of glasses or actually no a lot more about 500 pounds worth of glasses because prescription glasses are very expensive but forget the money forget the stuff because you know what let's be real that that's replaceable my puppy isn't our puppies aren't you know if they chew something and they have to have surgery that's life threatening and why why didn't i think to go through the process of cratering because oh okay i didn't understand it. i get that and i probably at that time didn't necessarily agree with it technically i was putting her life at risk because when i was not supervising her she was a little destroyer and although she didn't touch any of the furniture and was perfect in that sense she chewed up fabric and shoes and glasses and glasses are sharp you know like there's wires on that that could have gotten lodged in her throat cut I don't even want to think about it but I risked that with her and I I really really regret it thankfully now she's crate trained as I'm recording this she is in her crate and it's so nice that she loves it so much because I took the necessary steps but I do definitely regret it so leading on to my next point which is it's not really a mistake that I made with her as a puppy because I didn't know but now that I know and looking back at it I really regret not getting out of my comfort zone when I started training her and I'm gonna say a puppy because no I'm gonna say not when she was tiny puppy because I need to remember that I started training her at around well training her properly around eight to nine months so she was still a puppy but I didn't get out of my comfort zone sooner when I started working on the foundations because I was scared and in a way again maybe it was actually a good thing because I don't regret it in any way because I didn't want to set her up for failure because going out of my comfort zone meant going to the park and dealing with the 10 off-leash dogs And when I went to go and see my trainer, or many trainers, but particularly this one, who, like I said, is basically my mentor, he said that, you know what, you're probably doing the right thing of avoiding this, because it is always going to be a headache. Off-leash dogs are always, always going to be a headache and a problem. So why am I going to put us in a situation where I might have to leave with a, going back to the mindset, a very negative mindset. Now, I'm actually very glad because 
Then I got the foundations in. And now, like all this year, I keep going to parks because I want to learn how to deal with off-leash dogs. And going out of my comfort zone, now that she's got the foundations, has really helped us learn how to deal with that. Now, okay, it's not perfect, but it's also made me trust her more. So I guess it's another point, but I'm going to lead on to the getting out my comfort zone point. And that is being able to do drug detection has made me, you know, she's been off lead more in a room where she's had to free search. And I've had to really trust her. I've had to trust that she's going to come back. I've had to trust that she's going to be good in the crate. She's going to be left, good left alone with people, with dogs and that sort of stuff. And going out my comfort zone in that sense has made me realise just how good Tiggy is now. However, as a puppy, I I will say, okay, great, it's a mistake now or... Would you call it a mistake? I'm not sure, actually, because I don't regret it. But I'm saying this because it is important that you're getting out the comfort zone in the sense of, okay, if your dogs aren't... Okay, if your puppy's nervous of other dogs, then keep pushing, keep getting the repetitions in, keep being consistent, and try and see how far you can go with, you know, how many dogs can you see from a distance. Now... Again, with a puppy, they're very sensitive and you don't want to push them to the point where you're setting them up for failure. But at the same time, you can set them up for success in the sense of setting them up in controlled environments where you expect them to fail. I hope that makes sense. I won't get into it this episode, but it is definitely something that I wish I did sooner. But that, I would say, is a mistake that I made now not necessarily when she was a puppy because when she was a puppy she was terrible and if I go out of my comfort zone well basically I was always out of my comfort zone because she was so terribly behaved but to, like for example today I recalled her from a dog well one of my client's dogs and she was just around the dogs and I'm like oh my god you've come so far I wish I did this three months ago but I needed those three months to get my mindset right see it all entwines Now, my very, very last point, and that is researching as much as I can about a trainer and finding a trainer. Now, I did find a trainer. However, because of the problems that I had, they couldn't give me a decent solution. So that's why I'm saying around the researching, because I wish I then went on and researched more trainers that would solve my problem. But at the same time, I think I was quite naive that I could do it on my own or I I actually have no idea. Maybe she would outgrow it or get told off somehow. But her problems were definitely challenging. And finding a trainer from the get-go was definitely something that I regret. Reason being is because I got her and I didn't have a trainer from day one which I I wish I did however like I said all these problems have made me a better trainer but the reason why I got this particular trainer is because I went on to a train the trainer course and it was great and I was like well at well I said it was great there's a lot of theory stuff and a lot of teaching them their program 
but you didn't actually know how to teach certain things. So I decided to go onto their puppy class course to learn how they did particular things. And it was really good. And I really enjoyed going there every week, having a little bit of a structure. I certainly wasn't consistent because I didn't enjoy the way they trained certain things. And I just didn't know how to enjoy her because she was such a headache. Um, But I definitely don't regret it. However, from because I didn't, you know, my problems weren't solved because of it. And it was a group class, so they couldn't give me one-to-one attention. I regret not finding a trainer straight after finding that trainer. Thankfully, though, at eight months old, I came across my now trainer, who is absolutely incredible. And I really like going to see him and being part of his community. But I really wish that I had found him or someone like him sooner. However, that being said, if I got everything right from the beginning, would I be where I am now? Probably not. So yes, these are mistakes that I made and it's definitely something that you can learn from. But because I am a trainer and I want to be a better trainer and now my dog is a drugs dog and absolutely incredible, had she not gone through any of these problems and has just been an easy dog, I probably would still be a dog walker. I would probably still, you know, be going to the local park and letting her run wild because she wasn't an issue. But now that I had the problems, I'm now a trainer who is improving every single day. And I only want to get better. You know, we're totally revamping the program at the moment and giving you something even better than it is now. And I'm so, so excited. And I'm so grateful that I have a dog like Tiggy by my side to never, ever let me down now. And that wouldn't have ever happened had I not gone through what I went through. So if you enjoy this episode and you want to learn more, I highly suggest follow me on Instagram. I am at Think Dog Academy and I give you loads of daily advice and my DMs are always open if you want to come and say hi or even ask a question. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and hopefully see you next week. Bye for now. You've been listening to The Perfect Puppy Podcast with Miriam Pollard. For more tips and advice, follow Think Dog Academy on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode.